Hello and welcome to the Global Venturing Review Podcast with your host, that's me, Thierry Hillis, the editor of Global University Venturing. And as always, we will also bring you the biggest news from Global Corporate Venturing and GlobalImpactVenturing.com. It's just me this week as Jim is busy elsewhere. And well, what a doozy we have to start this week. SoftBank's Vision Fund 2 and Proxus co-led a $1.25 billion Series J round for India-based food delivery service provider Swiggy at a $5.5 billion valuation. The round also featured Sovereign Wealth Fund Qatar Investment Authority as well as Axel, Wellington Management, Falcon Edge Capital, Amansa Capital, Goldman Sachs, Think Capital and Carmignac. TechCrunch said the round includes an $800 million tranche led by Process's corporate venture arm Process Ventures in April this year. SoftBank provided a reported $450 million for that close, which included Falcon Edge, Goldman Sachs, Amanta Capital, Think Capital, Carmignac and Axel. When it came to exits, the SPAC craze is still not over. Aurora, a US-based self-driving technology developer, has agreed a reverse merger with reInvent Technology Partners Y. The combined company will have a $13 billion pro forma implied market cap and will take on reInvent's listing on the Nasdaq capital market, which was secured through an $850 million IPO in March this year. It's sponsored by reInvent Capital, and the transaction includes a $1 billion pipe financing featuring truck manufacturer Packer, ride-hailing service provider Uber, and commercial vehicle producer Volvo Group, as well as reInvent Capital, Bailey Gifford, XN, PrimeCap Management Company, Canada Pension Plan Investment Board, Index Ventures, Sequoia Capital, funds and accounts managed by Morgan Stanley's Counterpoint Global Unit, and funds and accounts advised by T. Rowe Price. When we're looking at funds, it's been a bit quieter for new CVCs joining the pack, but we have Italy-based venture capital firm Panakes Partners, which has achieved a $180 million first close for its second fund, with a commitment from pharmaceutical firm Menarini. The Purple Fund was anchored by the European Investment Fund and FOF Venture Italy, a fund of funds managed by VC firm CDP Venture Capital. The vehicle is also backed by unnamed Italy-based banking foundations, pension funds, life science companies and the Cogliatti, Colombo, Rovati, Petrone, Re and Bassani families. We also, as always, have an interesting crossover deal, although this isn't the biggest one, but it is the one that I found most intriguing. And that's Form Energy, a US-based grid-scale battery developer spun out of MIT, and backed by the institution's The Engine Fund, although that's also now backed by Harvard, which has secured $200 million in a Series D round led by $25 million from ArcelorMittal's XCARB Innovation Fund. And as part of the deal, ArcelorMittal and Form Energy have signed a joint development agreement to further boost the latter's iron battery production. The other participants in the round were not disclosed. That's the biggest ones. Let's move through the other deals and news in briefs, starting with cryptocurrency exchange operator FTX Trading, which completed a $900 million Series B round featuring SoftBank, Coinbase Ventures and Circle. The round was raised at a $18 billion valuation from a consortium of more than 60 investors, also including quantitative trading firm Hudson River, Paradigm, Sequoia Capital, Toma Bravo, Ribbit Capital, Insight Partners, Bond, New Enterprise Associates, Third Point and Lightspeed Venture Partners, as well as Willoughby Capital, 40 North, Senator Investment Group, Sino Global Capital, Multicoin, Vanek, Altimeter, 
the Paul Tudor Jones family and a whole bunch of private investors like Izzy Englander and Alan Howard. Columbia-based on-demand delivery service Rappi has secured over $500 million in Series F funding from investors including SoftBank. T. Rowe Price led the round, which also featured Bailey Gifford, Third Point, Octahedron Capital and GIC. The cash was reportedly raised at a $5.25 billion valuation. US-based crop nutrition technology developer Pivot Bio completed a $430 million Series D round that included Techven, Bungie and Continental Grain. Tomasek and DCVC co-led the round with backing from Generation Investment Management, Rockefeller Capital Management, Breakthrough Energy Ventures, Prelude Ventures, Pavilion Capital and private investor Roger Underwood. Techven and Bunge were represented in the round by their respective corporate venturing units and it reportedly valued the company at nearly $2 billion. SoftBank's Vision Fund 2 also led a $350 million Series C round for US-based alternative protein developer Nature's Find. Danone's corporate venture arm, Danone Manifesto Ventures, also participated in the round, as did Archer Daniels Midland and SK. The participants were completed by Blackstone Strategic Partners, Baliasny Asset Management, Hillhouse Capital, Edby, Honko Capital, Breakthrough Energy Ventures, Generation Investment Management, and 1955 Capital. Anentcart, an India-based online eyewear retailer backed by SoftBank, has raised $220 million of funding at a $2.5 billion valuation. Tomasak and Falcon Edge Capital co-led the round and were joined by Bay Capital and Chirate Ventures. The company is planning to expand its operations in Southeast Asia and the Middle East. Some of the cash from the round will be used to further develop its technology stack. And Cloudwise, a China-based developer of artificial intelligence-driven operational technology, secured $150 million in a Series E round featuring Susquehanna International Group. Sequoia Capital China led that round, which included Albright Stonebridge Group, Boston Investment, CR Capital, FutureX Capital and Citix Private Equity Funds Management subsidiary. And finally, Smart Recruiters, a US-based recruitment software developer backed by Salesforce, completed a $110 million Series E round led by Silver Lake Waterman. Inside Partners and Mayfield Fund also participated in the round, which valued the company at $1.5 billion. Funds, well, I've picked out one more for you here. China headquartered e-commerce group Alibaba's Hong Kong Entrepreneurs Fund is anchoring a $258 million vehicle dubbed AEF Greater Bay Area Fund. The fund counts undisclosed conglomerates, financial institutions and family offices among its LPs and is scheduled to reach its final close in the first half of 2022. The fund will target developers of technologies in areas including deep tech and sustainabilities, healthcare, artificial intelligence and industry 4.0 technology. It's being managed by venture capital firm Gobi Partners. Exits. Well, it's been another big week for exits, which is always good. Bukalapak, the Indonesia-based online marketplace, has priced its IPO at the top of its range and is set to raise $1.5 billion. The share price values the company at about $6 billion and Mukalapak is set to float on the Indonesia Stock Exchange next month. Founded all the way back in 2010, Bukalapak operates an e-commerce platform with 6.5 million online sellers and 100 million users and also runs a business-to-business procurement platform as well as a digital financial services subsidiary called Buka Investasi Bersama. Mtech, Neva, Microsoft Gree and Okfen are all in line for an exit. Shanghai Stock Exchange's Star Market has accepted the IPO application submitted by Cloudwalk Technology, a China-based facial recognition system developer backed by Bohai Haya and PCI Suntech. 
The company plans to raise $574 million and filed the application in December last year. It intends to issue up to 112 million shares and China Securities, CSC Financial, has been appointed lead underwriter for the offering. US-based lending software provider Blend Lab floated in a $360 million initial public offering on the New York Stock Exchange, representing an exit for Salesforce. The company priced 20 million Class A shares at the upper end of the IPO's $16 to $18 range. Blend has developed a cloud software platform which helps financial services providers streamline the loans process. Its net loss rose from $22.9 million in the first three months of 2020 to $27.1 million in the equivalent period this year, while revenue more than doubled to $31.9 million. The company had raised at least $685 million prior to the offering, Salesforce having provided an undisclosed amount likely to have been $14 million through its Salesforce Ventures unit in May 2019. Vitex, a UK-based e-commerce services provider backed by SoftBank, went public in a $361 million initial public offering on the New York Stock Exchange. The IPO included nearly 13.9 million shares priced at $19 each, above the $15 to $17 range, while selling shareholders divested just over 5.1 million more shares for a total of approximately 97.3 million. Shares opened at $25.10 on the first day of trading. And Caribou Biosciences, a US-based cell therapy developer, spun out of UC Berkeley to commercialise research by Jennifer Doudner, one of the researchers that discovered CRISPR-Cas9, has gone public in a $304 million initial public offering, representing an exit for Cotiva, Abvi, Novartis and Heritage Medical Systems. The company increased the number of shares in the offering from $17 million to $19 million and priced them at the top of the IPO's $14 to $16 range. It's floating on the Nasdaq Global Select Market, and the share price gives it a valuation of almost $910 million. And finally, some comings and goings for you, and we've got a few this week. Eric Leupold has been promoted to run cash markets at Deutsche Börse, leaving a vacancy to be filled at its corporate venturing unit in September this year. Leupold had been managing director of DB1 Ventures since January last year, as well as head of group venture portfolio management for its parent company. Paul Hilgens, managing director of Deutsche Börse's cash market subsidiary since September 2020, said he will leave the company at his own request at the end of August for family reasons. Yosuke Nakashima has been promoted to senior manager at the corporate venturing and innovation office for Sumitomo Chemicals US division, Sumitomo Chemical America. Based in Massachusetts for Sumitomo Chemical America, a subsidiary of conglomerate Sumitomo, since 2016 as a manager, Nakashima works with startups and academia to create next-generation products and businesses through minority investment, research funding, co-development and licensing. Owen Losman has been promoted to Managing Director at M Ventures, the corporate venturing arm of Germany's pharmaceutical firm Merck. The internal promotion followed the departure of Jasper Boss in May this year to take up the general partner position at Forbian. Losman had previously been running M Ventures' Performance Materials Fund as a VP since early 2018. Lance Matthews has been promoted to Managing Director of Growth Equity at Deutsche Telekom Capital Partners, the VC firm sponsored by Deutsche Telekom. Based in San Francisco, Matthews had been a principal at the firm since the start of 2020, having originally joined the investment team as an associate in November 2016. And José Antonio Pascual del Valle has joined Chile-based retailer Sencosut as head of its corporate venture capital subsidiary, Sencosut Ventures. Del Valle will lead the unit after almost five years at Telefonica's corporate venturing unit Vera. He had previously been Vera's head of scouting and investments in Latin America 
and a director or observer across Vera Chile's portfolio. And Philippines-based media group GMA Network has formed a corporate venturing unit dubbed GMA Ventures. GMA Ventures will operate as a holding company owned by GMA to invest in technology startups in addition to participating in mergers and acquisitions and launching strategic partnerships. It will invest domestically and internationally. Felipe goes on, GMA's network chairman and CEO is heading GMA Ventures. And that is it for this week's edition of the Global Venturing Review podcast. As always, these are only the top headlines from the past week. So do head on over to globalcorporateventuring.com, globaluniversityventuring.com and globalimpactventuring.com to find everything else. And of course, do check back daily to stay on top of the news as it happens. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And if this is your first time listening, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. You can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, which we really appreciate because it helps us grow our audience. And don't forget to recommend us to your friends and colleagues as well. Maybe even tweet out the episode or post about it on LinkedIn. Keep an eye out too on Wednesdays for our leadership series where we talk with thought leaders from all over the world to find out more about how they are supporting the innovation ecosystem. If you have any feedback, comments, questions, you can email me at thales at globaluniversityventuring.com That's T-H-E-L-E-S at globaluniversityventuring.com. You can also tweet us at GC Venturing or GU Venturing. My name is Jerry Hillis. My co-host is Editor-in-Chief James Mawson. Our sound engineer is Mark Chatterley from In-Ear Production. Do check him out on inearproduction.com for all your podcasting needs. Our intro music is by Kevin McLeod under a Creative Commons license. We'll be back with more news next Monday. Have a productive week, everyone. Goodbye. Global Venturing Review was produced by In-Ear Production. You can find out more by going to inearproduction.com.